Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it's Holden with VEASAN. It is the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. It is championship week. It is going to be so amazing. When you're checking this out, it'll probably be, what, Thursday afternoon, and I will have already been on my couch watching at least one basketball game, maybe more than that. I've got some great, great bets today. we got CSU taking on Utah State. I will have a bet from that game. We've got Colorado taking on Oregon in the Pac-12 quarters. I will tell you about that one. I actually have a play from a Colorado game. Been a little difficult, but we're going to get it tonight. We've got Russell Wilson odds. I dug up a whole bunch of stuff so we can talk about betting the Broncos now that we've had a couple of days to digest the Russell Wilson news. Um, Jokic just doesn't stop. He did it again. I've got some ridiculous stats on the run he's on and another Nugget win, but we got a preview for tonight's game against the Warriors. A huge game because this time the Warriors are actually playing their starters. Uh, we'll also have Mark Springer to break down a huge game in the NHL tonight. The top two teams in the NHL, the Avs, visit the Canes. And then my thoughts on baseball. So much going on. Let's just get into it right now. Uh, CSU, here we go. Mountain West quarters taking on Utah State. And right now, this line actually ballooned up from Colorado State minus one and a half to Colorado State minus four and a half. Wow. Like the second I saw this thing drop in the middle of the, like wee wee hours, I go, what? Uh, one and a half. This is a great line. This, this thing should probably be like three and a half. 
and it ended up going to four and a half. So the Rams won both their meetings this season. Nico Medved, interesting, because the Rams head coach Nico Medved was one and six against Utah State before this season. Oh, it's so tough to beat a team three times in one season. It happens all the time in every single sport. Don't worry about that. If Colorado State doesn't win this game, it won't be because it's the third meeting of the year. Uh, it'll be, be, well, a few things. A, offensively, they wouldn't be where they need to be. And B, Utah State and uh, their stud player would be uh, would be going off. Justin Bean's the guy I'm talking about. More on him in just a minute. Winner of this game tonight advances to the Mountain West semis uh, on Friday. And that'll be late night game. I think 10 o'clock our time. So we've got this one, 7 o'clock tonight. David Roddy, Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Isaiah Stewart. If you haven't watched CSU and you're just jumping on the bandwagon, welcome. This has been an extraordinarily fun team <laughs> to watch this whole season long. Right now, they're sitting around a seven seed. I think at best, if they can run the table here, and we do have a future bet on CSU to win the conference tournament along with San Diego State. But this is a fun team, and they have one of the – this is probably the most exciting. He's not a big jumper or anything like that. David Roddy, the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year, is more like a Charles Barkley light. He was just a big dude, uses his butt to get guys out of the way, rebounds, shoots threes, facilitates. Uh, he's also like a mini, mini, mini Jokic because the offense just goes through him. He's just passing it around. Everything goes through him. Isaiah Stewart, the number two. Kendall Moore had, what, 23 points against Utah State in that game in Logan. He went 9-13. So things looking good here. Colorado State, both ends of the floor, they have the advantage. I think this thing will be interesting, too, if it comes down to a close game. I know David Roddy has missed a couple of big free throws at the end of games this season, but as a team, the Rams are seventh in the nation at the charity stripe. The Aggies are 154th. Massive advantage there. Now, last night, Utah State blasted Air Force 83-56. They're the number seven seed in the Mountain West Conference, and they do have Justin Bean. He's a six-foot-seven senior. He scores almost 18 points per game. He has a Mountain West high 9.7 rebounds per game as well. Hmm. Uh, he went 8 of 22, by the way, just 36% in the games against Colorado State so far. CSU 24 and 4, went 14 and 4 in the conference. Uh, Utah State 18 and 14, 8 and 10 in the conference. They're seventh in the league. That's why they're the seventh seed. So let's go to a couple other things. CSU 33rd in Kempom. 28th in net. That means they're a really good basketball team. Utah State, 53 in Ken Palm. On the outside looking in, way outside. In net, 63. Utah State has to run the table here to get into the tournament. And what that would mean was that Wyoming would get bounced. And by the way, I think Wyoming's got to get this win against UNLV tonight. If they don't, they might be NIT bound. And that would be really disappointing because this has looked like a four-bid team, a uh, four-bid league for a long, long part of the season. Anyways, let's just get into the plays. I got CSU at minus one and a half. Uh, I don't think you should take them at four and a half. I, I don't find it to be a comfortable bet. I would say if I could get them at three, that would be fine. So you got two options here. 
you've got two options or three actually you can bet them at minus four and a half you can bet them live and try and get a better number i would say if you can get them at two that that's a number i feel comfortable with if you can get them at csu minus two i'd go there or i'm going to give you an alternate uh, bet here that i also bet so i have csu minus one and a half but a csu kansas parlay at close to even money for a full unit that's what i hit this morning too uh because kansas has a game against west virginia today west virginia has always played them kind of tough but if you throw kansas minus what, almost 500 uh plus the rams you add that up it's close to even money and i'm feeling good about both teams so csu kansas parlay close to even money as you can get it i would say even go minus 110 is as far down as I would go with that parlay. Because usually I like to get a plus number out of that. But in this instance, feel really good about both, about both teams. So give me a Kansas-Colorado State parlay. That's number one on the front range four, the four biggest stories on the front range in sports today. Number two, Colorado taking on Oregon in the Pac-12 quarterfinals. I'll tell you, I've taken some lumps with CU uh, this season. I'm still going to break down this game and I did lay a bet down today. So if you're going to lay a bet down, uh, what I say, you just know that I bet everything that I throw out there at you. Uh, Colorado versus Oregon. Let's see here. Colorado really hot to end the regular season. They've won seven of eight. They're 20 and 10. They're 12 and eight uh, in the Pac-12. But because of some of the hiccups that they had during the regular season and the fact that outside of Arizona they really didn't have a big time win um it's it's going to be tough for them to get in unless they run the table so that's what we're going to have to root for with the buffs now CU and the Ducks split the regular season series they each won on the other team's home floor so both road teams won there obviously a neutral site in Vegas coming up between these two teams. Uh, Jabari Walker, if you haven't much, watched much of the buffs, this kid's a stud. 14.7 uh, points, 9.4 rebounds. He is the heart and soul of the buffs. Oregon is, this is a big reason why I'm back in the buffs today. Oregon's playing without Will Richardson. He's a senior guard. He's out for the whole tournament. He has a non-COVID illness. He's a second team all Pac-12 selection. He leads the Ducks in scoring at 14 points, assists at three and a half, and three-point percentage at 38.8%. This is a huge loss for Oregon. And in a game that I think is really, really tight, the edge goes to Colorado right now. Now, CU 76th in Ken Palm. They close the regular season back-to-back -back wins, so they look good there. Think about this for a second, though. In Ken Palm, Utah State is 53rd. We're talking about them as the seven seed over in the Mountain West. Well, Colorado is 76th in the Pac-12. Mountain West is just a better conference in the Pac-12 this year. I think it's pretty easy to state that. Uh, Oregon, 19-13. and 13. They had a three-game losing streak before they whipped Oregon State in the opening round of the tournament last night. Ducks were 11-9 in the Pac-12. Dropped six of their final eight conference games. So, again, Colorado... Uh, they lead the conference in three-point shooting percentage, almost 39%. They lead the conference in free throw percentage, almost 77% during Pac-12 play. They hit their threes tonight. They're likely to win. Now, Colorado has struggled with turnovers, 
But I love the fact that Oregon's without their best player. I love the fact that the Buffs hit their free throws. And I just don't think Oregon's a very good team. Uh, Colorado has struggled with those turnovers. But instead of taking Colorado plus a point, just, just take them on the money line. Uh, you can get them anywhere between minus 104 and 105. So you're basically getting even money on the money line. Minus 104 is what I'm looking at right now. The play, Colorado money line. So we've got two, maybe, yeah, two bets right now. Kansas, Colorado State, parlay, Colorado on the money line. Uh, and then we'll move into number three on the front range four. And this is not going to have to do with basketball. Our fourth one will do with basketball. It'll be the Nuggets. But... Let's get into the Broncos here. And we're going to dig into Russell Wilson odds just a itty bitty bit. First of all, imagine if the, and I thought about this yesterday, last night, after Washington signed Carson Wentz, I said, imagine if the Broncos didn't get Russell Wilson and they got stuck with Carson Wentz or even worse. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Drew Locke wouldn't have been worse than Carson Wentz because you actually have to give up draft capital and he counts against the cap and he's not good either. Imagine if right now the Broncos options were Drew Locke or trading for Jimmy Garoppolo or trading for Carson Wentz. That would suck. Well, guess what? Don't got to worry about it because they got Russell Wilson. So let's go back to reality. Deep breath. Smile. Cheese. They got him. Wilson is now tied with Joe Burrow for the fifth best odds to win the MVP next season. He's at plus 1,200. He was at plus 2,500 over the weekend. So obviously getting a really, really big boost right now. Now the Broncos have moved up again. We saw him at like 2,400, plus 2,400. That got halved when we found out Russell Wilson was coming to town. Broncos plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl. Most betters, this is interesting. Most betters I know are picking the Chargers to win just because they have longer odds. The Broncos plus 230 to win the AFC West. The Chargers plus 360. Uh, listen, I'll say this again. I love Justin Herbert. I think they've got a great offense. I think they have a couple of really nice pieces defensively. Until this team proves to me that they're better than anything more than mediocre, I'm just not jumping on the bandwagon. I know it's predictive analysis here, but between Anthony Lynn and what we saw to Brandon Staley last year, it's just, the coaching has been a mess. And just because I agree with a lot of the decisions that Brandon Staley makes doesn't mean that they've turned out well. So I think this is going to be a huge stepping stone year for Staley. It'll be a huge stepping stone year for Herbert. The Chargers are actually going to have expectations. Can they live up to them? I, I'd rather take the Broncos. Now at those odds, Broncos plus 230 to win the, the West? I don't like that. No. Now, maybe we can get a better number in season. It's not impossible whatsoever. Let's not forget, the Chiefs were not a good football team the first half of last season. Really turned it on late. But Broncos plus 230, a little heavy for me. But the roster could still get a big bump after free agency. They've got about $26 million in cap space. That's a lot. Now, when the season win total drop uh, comes about, and this is what I was saying yesterday. When that season win total for the Broncos is posted, I, yeah, I expect it later in the month. Last year, we saw it in late March. I still think that they're going to set this total at 12 and a half. And the more I think about it, that, boy, that would get a lot of under bets in there. You've set it at 11 and a half. You're probably getting a lot of over bets. 
And if you put it right at 12, I don't think you see that very often. I mean, that would be the perfect number. So here's what I'm going to say. I think this is a 12-win football team as it stands right now. 12-win football team. If they set this at 11 and a half, I will be jumping all over it. I will be going over 11 and a half wins for the Broncos this year. They set it at 12 and a half. It's a fade. I'll get into it again. Last year with Teddy Bridgewater at 7 and 16. You put Russell Wilson on that team. You're telling me that they're not at least three games better? At least. That they're not 10 and 3 at that point? Yeah, I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't be. I can't imagine Hackett's going to be worse than Fangio in-game. So to me, it's a 12-13 win team now. 12 or 13 wins. 13 and 4, maybe we're going a little too excited here, but no more automatic losses to the Chiefs in my estimation. Every year they go into the season, hey, it's 0-2 because you're playing the Chiefs. I think they get over the Chiefs' hump this year. As a matter of fact, let's say they go 4-2 and in the division. I'd be disappointed if it was anything less than that. Anything less than that. And here's a little bit about the schedule, too. They had that fourth-place finish in the West, in the AFC West. So they get to play the Jets, the last-place teams in the AFC. The Jets, the Panthers in the NFC, the Ravens, who I don't think are as bad as they were. So the Ravens game will be a little difficult. Ravens, Cardinals, Niners, Rams, Chiefs. Six games. Six big, big games for me. You go 4-2 and two in those games, you got a shot at 13-4. and four. I'm not going into game by game. I'm just not going to do it. Going down the schedule, it's just, it's silly to do it right now. And I always laugh when these uh, sports talk show hosts, which I was one of them, um, in, a, in a pretty major market, when they sit there, let's go through the schedule and figure out how many wins they have. These rosters are still incomplete. They're still like the Death Star and Return of the Jedi. They got to finish these spots uh, to put it together. So I'll just wait, see if this line is 11 and a half wins. If it is, take the over, stay away at 11 or at 12 and a half. Just don't do it. Okay, number four on the front range. Four, Nuggets recap, updated win total. Woo, it's up to 49 and a half now. If you listen to me a couple of weeks ago, you got in at 47 and a half because I had them at 49 wins. They actually might go over that now. I would not hit the over on 49 and a half, but a 47 and a half, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Last night, without Jeff Green, without Bones Highland, without Will Barton, more importantly, Jokic had 38, 18, and 7, and they beat the Kings 106, 100. He's just the, Jokic is just the MVP. Stop it already with the Embiid. Here's Jokic in his last, I don't know, four games. 38.7 points, 15 rebounds, 10 blocks, two point, or, or 10 uh, assists, 2.3 blocks, 1.3 steals. Just to break it down a little easier. He's got 38, 15, and 10. He's averaging a triple-double last four, and then two blocks and a steal. This guy's ridiculous. This week, as the team has gone 3-0, he had 38, 18, and 7 last night. He had a triple-double on Monday, 32, 15, 13. He had a triple-double Sunday. So back-to-back games on back-to-back nights, 46, 12, and 11. Uh, the guy's a machine. We call him Joker. I almost want to call him the machine at this point. He just doesn't stop. It's amazing. And I went back on another national show yesterday to tout him as the best player in the NBA. He is the best player in the NBA. So let's go look at the MVP odds right now. Embiid minus 137. 
So that goes from minus 125 to minus 137. So despite the fact that the Joker has gone bananas the last four games, Embiid is still, his odds are still going higher. And Jokic moves from 150 to 160. This does not match the production that's going on. So I sit on a plus 650 ticket. I feel great about it. Plus 160. He should be the MVP. I, again, I, it's just... It's just going to be a question of whether or not um, you've got massive East Coast bias and whether or not that you just look at the traditional stats of points and rebounds. I think you look at traditional stats, they're going to, with East Coast bias, they're going to give it to MB. The rest of us are going Jokic. So the big game, though, uh, well, we got one tonight, but guess who faces each other on Monday? Hmm? In Philly? The Joker versus Embiid. Maybe this head-to-head matchup will uh, show some of those East Coast voters that Jokic is the best player in the league. So this will be big for the MVP. I don't think it drives Jokic as much as it drives Embiid. I really don't. I I think Jokic at this point is like, I got the MVP. It would be nice to win it. More importantly, my team for Embiid on a mission, stay healthy, win the MVP. You got James Harden. Uh, but I don't want to come here and say, oh, Embiid wants it more, because that's probably not true. But Embiid doesn't have one. Jokic has already got one. That is a notch in his resume. So tonight, big, big matchup. They just beat the Warriors on Monday, but Golden State didn't send Curry or Thompson or Wiggins. So tonight, they get to face the three big guns in Golden State. Nuggets plus one and a half on the side, down from three and a half on the open. So some money coming in on the Nuggets there. 221 is the total. Now the Warriors just don't have the size or the ability to stop Jokic right now. Okay, Jokic going to have another big game. And the Warriors as a team have not been playing well. Uh, They've lost nine of 12. The Nuggets, red hot. They've won 12 of 14, but... It's a back-to-back. It's the sixth game in eight days. Just go look back at these last three games. Again, we had a back-to-back Sunday, Monday. Get off Tuesday. You play Wednesday. Here's the second back-to-back since Sunday. I I can't back the Nuggets. I'm not going to back the Warriors. If you want to look at a Jokic, points, points, rebounds, points, rebounds, assists, triple-double, that's fine. But this game is a total stay away from me. That's the Front Range 4, four biggest sports stories on the Front Range. You know what? Another big story on the Front Range. Maybe just as big as any of those four. Maybe bigger than a couple of them. The Avalanche. Top two teams in the NHL facing off head-to-head. Abs go to Carolina. Let's see if they can uh, get things going here. And we'll talk with our Avs analyst, Mark Springer from Altitude 92.5. Next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. Or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, the nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN, the sports betting network, on the air in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. It's Holden. It is Mark Springer. It's our, it's our Avs insider, Mark Springer. How does it feel to be an Avs insider, Mark Springer, the host of Between the Pipes post game show on Altitude 92.5? You know, I've watched a ton of ads in my life. Insider, though, I mean, it's just based on the amount of times I've watched this team play. Um, I, I get the information just like everyone else, but my feel for this team is pretty strong, old, and it really is. How are we betting the top two teams in the NHL tonight with the Canes hosting the Avs? Yeah, and so the Avs are slight road favorites. In fact, uh, some money or some tickets are going in on the Avs. Uh, as it's moved even a little more in their favor. I saw Avs minus 115 last night. Now I'm seeing Avs minus 125 this Ooh. morning. A lot of that could be because the Hurricanes' number one goaltender, Freddie Anderson, has been out uh, for a couple days with an injury, and he is not going to be back tonight. It'll be Auntie Ranta, their backup in goal, against Darcy Kemper. And, you know, it's tough to say who the starter for the Avs is. It's probably Kemper, although Pavel Francouz is like the 1B. Uh, so it'll be the Avs 1A and Kemper against the Hurricanes clear number two in Auntie Ranta, uh, who at one time in his career was a promising goaltender. And he's a solid backup now. So, you know, I was surprised when I saw that the Avs were slight road favorites. Uh, that could explain it, the goaltending matchup tonight. Uh, but also, people love to bet McKinnon, McCarr, Rantanen, their star, mm -hmm. and on the Avs. And look, the Hurricanes have a really deep team, but they don't quite have the star power of the Avs. They got a really deep team. They're well coached by Rod Brindamore. Uh, so, should be an interesting one tonight. Yeah, so here's the lines on Bet Rivers right now Puck line plus 200 for the Avs, uh, minus one and a half. You've got the Avs minus 115 on the money line. Carolina, even money. And the total here is six and a half with the juice uh, shaded to the under at minus 118, even money there. So after your breakdown of this, um, what are you, how are you feeling? Because the Avs have kind of hit a speed bump for the first time since earlier in the year. They have. Um, but so have the Carolina Hurricanes, not maybe to the degree of the Avs, although the Avs are four points clear of the Hurricanes and the Panthers for most points in the NHL. So look, you're just, at some point you can't win them all and you will regress to the mean, even if that mean is, you know, 12 losses with, you know, the Avs sitting on 12 right now. So uh, look, they're coming off a loss to, to a Devils team that has Jack Hughes, who is going to win a Hart Trophy in his career. What an absolute treat it was to watch Jack Hughes play the other night, and the Avs were playing on a second night of a back-to-back -back as well. And those Devils, they were skating fast. And they were led by Jack Hughes, who impressed the absolute hell out of me. Uh, so, look, I'm going to chalk it up to second night of a back-to-back, -back, tired legs, an early March game where 
you're just not going to find that true juice if you're the Avs to want to win that game. You know at the end of the day it really doesn't matter. You, you need to know the game matters in order for you to really play hard. Well, hey, now they've had a day of rest. Now they play the second-best team in the NHL, though I think the Panthers uh, got a couple points and tied the Hurricanes with uh, 83 points the other night. So uh, still, though, Carolina, the second-best team in the NHL, and so that should give the Avs some, some want-to tonight. Uh, giving, getting that second night of rest should give them some want to. So when you also, like I said, consider the goaltending matchup and the Avs being road favorites, like, again, Holden, this is something I've told you. If you got two even teams and the road team is favored, well, I think a lot of people are going to say, huh, I, I want that home team. I want that home ice. So, man, that is an aggressive line for the Habs to be road favorites here tonight. If there was ever a night for the Habs to be road dogs, this would be the night. But nope, they're still favorites. Anti-Ranta, right? Yep. In that 3-1-1, 2 7 six goals against, 9-10 save percentage. I'm just concerned about what's going on defensively with this team, with the Avs. Should I be? Because we've talked about this multiple times. They need Claude Giroux. They need this. They need that. You sound like you're not too worried about it, though. Are you? Am I putting words in your mouth? I, I'm not. There, there's a lot of worry here in Denver for the best team in the NHL, still the cup favorites, like the clear favorites to win the Western Conference uh, when you look at the odds. You know, people are concerned about the defense. People are concerned about the face-offs, uh, a la the Claude Giroux talks. And there are some defensemen you can go get. We've talked about Zidane Chara on this city cast, Holden. Uh, Mark Giordano, uh, the captain of the Seattle Kraken, he is an option. You know, these are cheap guys. They shouldn't be expensive to acquire, and they're veterans with experience. P.K. Subban, who just helped the Devils beat the Avs the other night, and he popped a little bit to me in that game. I think they just worked on an agreement to buy out his contract because he was going to be a tough contract to trade, so he's available to sign with any team. So there's some defensive options like that, but, you know, people will bring up a Jacob Chikrin. Uh, a young player with the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes are red hot right now, by the way. They beat the Avs a week or so ago, and people were freaking mm -hmm. out. But now Arizona just won't stop winning. They just they destroyed the Detroit Red Wings, who are a solid young team in Detroit the other night, 9-2. to two. So, look, the whole league is good. Uh, Arizona still has NHL players on their team. So, Again, it's early March. I'm not panicking. I will panic when it's late April when the regular season ends and if the Avs are still in a little bit of neutral. It, it's tough to, to do the whole season thing. But, yes, there's concern about the defense. Right now in Denver, Sam Girard is kind of public enemy number one. He's an easy target because he's a five foot nine defenseman. So Avs fans are saying, oh, a five foot nine defenseman, he can't clear – that front. He can't move the big bodies away from net. Guys, that's not what Sam Girard is supposed to do. You don't think this team knows? You don't think <laughs> knows he's five foot nine? He consistently gets the third most ice minutes of among the defensemen. Kale McCarr and Devon Taves obviously get the most. They play together. They're great puck-moving defensemen, but because they play together, if you take Sam Girard off this team, who's moving the puck in the second and third pairs? Uh, Bowen Byram, we don't know what his head injury is like. We don't know if it's too big of a risk for him to come back. He has been back at practice. Even if he does come back, do we really want to bet that he's going to be that depth puck-moving defenseman? you got to have Sam Girard for that role. 
yeah, they could acquire one of the guys I mentioned, but look, Sam Gerrard's going to be just fine. He's had a ton of great games in his career. I'm not worried about this team at all, Holden. They're in the pack. They're in the mix, and that's all you really want. All right, two things. Well, first of all, you brought up Kale McCarr. There was somebody talking, another player talking about him, and he's like, he's like Michael Jordan, except he's not as big an a-hole, which was kind of nice to hear, you know? Um, The second thing is, do you have any bets from this game? And then I've got one bet that I'm thinking about. So talk to me here. Money line, total, or a fade tonight? (sighs) I, I, I mean, my pick would be, I like to keep it simple. I like to go winners and losers, or, uh, you know, I will go puck line if it makes sense. Um, I will go total if it makes sense. But my read on this is abs are road favorites when maybe they should be dogs tonight. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that line. And it's just fun to bet the abs, especially for me. Right? Okay. So that's, that'll be my pick. Kel McCarr uh, has assists in 13 straight games. It's a franchise record. He just passed Joe Sackick, who had the market 12 games back in 1992 when they were the Quebec Nordiques and Sackick was on the Nordiques. He, Kale McCarr, broke that old record. So any Kale McCarr point props, the guy's just on fire now. Any of those to go over, if you can get over half a point, over one and a half points, I mean, that's something you look at right there. Nathan McKinnon has scored in 10 out of 11 games. He or mm. 10 goals in his last 11 games, excuse me. 10 goals in his last 11 games for Nathan McKinnon. Uh, so him to McKinnon anytime goal tonight, that's something maybe you look at. He is red hot right now. And, you know, if we're looking futures also, uh, McCarr is now about plus 2,000 to win the heart. I don't know, though. He's minus 300 to win the Norris. We nailed that, Holden. Uh <laughs> and it's plus 7,000 or so to yeah. win the hearts. I said it, man. All he's got to do is win first star of the month in one of these upcoming months. Well, here we are in March, and we're going to the end of April this season. We got an extended season because of the little break we just had. Can McKinnon just get red hot these last couple months? That's something I'm going to keep an eye on. Okay, here's the McKinnon thing. So I was talking to a buddy of mine who loves hockey as much as you and likes betting it as much. Now, normally you're going to see shot on shots on goal props between what two and a half for the average guy. You might see what three and a half for Miko. There's I don't know if there's anybody else that's consistently at four and a half with with minus money, right? But McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon, let's see here: five, seven, nine, nine, four against the Devils. Where's that four? Over that fourteen recently. He had a 14 against Winnipeg. Then he went down. There's two times he didn't cover the four and a half. It was against Vegas after the 14 shot. And how many games would that be? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's gone over six of eight. In the last game against the Devils, he didn't hear it. So he didn't hit it. So talk to me here. Uh, McKinnon shots on goal prop. Is it worth it? Because I'm looking at at a same game parlay right now. And I'm throwing some, you know, money. You like the abs on the money line? Let's throw a le- As a matter of fact, you know what? Let's let's give uh, the abs on the puck line. I can get a goal and a half there. And then we'll start looking at shots on goals and goals and points and stuff like that. So talk to me here. Uh, what about McKinnon? Well, I mean, he is coming into form. And that's why he his shots on goal numbers are going way up because when he's on the top of his game he's as aggressive as they come he's a bulldog Mm -hmm. he just bullies his way into the offensive zone and has no fear and 
fires pucks on nets like relentlessly. So, I mean, that is his game right there. He's really not like he's this fast and powerful skater, but he's not really a shifty skater. You know, he's not going to dangle much. He's north south, and when he gets into the offensive zone, he's looking to shoot. I, I, hey, pucks on nets, man. You you up those shots on goal numbers, not just for you uh, as a player, but for your team as whole as a whole. Man, nine times out of ten, the team that wins the shots on goal battle is going to win the game. So uh, that's what Nathan McKinnon provides. Now tonight's matchup is a little interesting because Carolina, you know, lines one through four, they are solid uh, with some guys who uh, will muck some things up, who play responsibly, you know, even on your third and fourth lines, if they get matched up with Nathan McKinnon, they're a smart team. Like, they're not a flashy, high-end scoring team, but they're smart and they're deep. So are they going to gum some things up tonight to make those shooting lanes a little uh, tighter for Nathan McKinnon? So matchup-wise, this is an interesting one, you know. Uh, But that being said, Nathan McKinnon's red hot. So what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? I mean, maybe you take Nathan McKinnon in that instance. Uh, I do like him to score tonight, uh, but you can get a goal on two shots on goal, right? Just right place, right time, Mm -hmm. looking for that perfect shot. Shots on goal against a a tight defensive team might be a little tougher to come by, but this is Nathan McKinnon we're talking about. So, yeah, I mean, if there's a play there, I would just ride Nate. Just ride it until he cools off again, and I don't see that coming anytime soon. Yeah, I I like it. I think we're we're building something here. Okay, last thing before – we go because you'll be doing between the pipes after the game, right? You got a nice late night tonight. Uh, well, you know, we got, a what is this? A five o'clock start here in Denver. So a little bit earlier tonight, actually, although I will be, uh, kind of previewing the nuggets game as well as this abs game goes on. So this is going to be one of these nights for me at altitude 92, five, where I got like one eye on a computer screen and one eye on my co-host Mark Burton only for the blitz as we bring you up to warriors, nuggets uh on tnt tonight so it'll be a weird night for me maybe not a late night but a weird night yeah there's only two nba games and that's because we got march madness but i'm staying away from that nuggets game tonight as far as bets goes it's just too it's the second back-to-back they've had in five nights like this they're just playing way too much but Jokic keeps proving he's the um the mvp so no ncaa for you today you're just screw march madness till next week no, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll be on air, so it'll be tough for me okay. to watch anything but the abs tonight. Um, and I will watch some Nuggets as well later tonight. I like CSU to win the Mountain West. Uh, they're getting the third lowest odds. Boise State's the favorite, then San Diego State second, and then CSU third as the two seed. I just really like this CSU team. They got a tough matchup tonight against Utah State. But they just went into it. They just were at Utah State a couple weeks ago. And it was a tight game until late in the second half. And CSU pulled away. I like this. They beat them twice. They beat them. You know what I I, I saw about that? Because I've been betting these Colorado State games, just about every single one of them. Um, Nico Medved, their head coach, was one in six against Utah State. They swept them during the regular season. And I don't want to hear this. Oh, they can't beat them three times. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Um, and as far as Colorado State winning the conference tournament, I'm right there with you. I got a CSU bet. Let me see where that was on Bet River. So we got CSU at uh, plus four, 540, plus 540 with a little boost. They were at plus 450. I think that's down to about 350 now. And then San Diego State plus 350. So 
Uh, I'll take, I'll, I'll eat a little bit of chalk, fade Boise State, and we'll go there. But, my friend, plug everything you're doing, and we'll get you out of here. Yeah, tonight, uh, if you're in Denver, we'll be on Altitude Sports Radio AM 950 after the Hurricanes and the Avalanche. That should start at around 8, 8.30 Mountain Time. And then over on 92.5, uh, that's where you'll find the Nuggets and the Warriors. Final thoughts on baseball, whether or not they're coming back anytime soon. That's next. Thank you, Mark Springer, on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's wrap up the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers with a little baseball. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. So it looks like the two sides, I mean, listen, how many times have we seen this during these negotiations? People get excited and then they fall through. It happens time and time again. Again, I am not falling for it. Even though the international draft, this is one of the things they wanted to come closer on, an international draft proposal so that the players from overseas don't get screwed. Um, so I think that's interesting that at least they came to an issue or, or an agreement on that going forward. But here's, here's the big issues they still have, okay? Um, there's an arbitration. I don't want to bore you is the problem. Basically, pre-arbitration pool is paying young players. So there's a big gap there. Um, there is a very small gap between the minimum salary. I mean, it's 710,000 for the owner, 700,000 for the players. Like what are we doing here? 10 grand. Are you kidding me? Uh, luxury tax is basically the teams that spend, um, over a certain threshold. Let's just say it's $250 million that they get taxed. Um, the players want that to go higher because they want to get paid more and the owners want it to go lower. So that's kind of big. It's very complicated. And then, you know, there's, there, there's a couple other things of minutia, but ultimately I'll stick with this. I truly believe the owners don't want baseball in April. Their lowest attendance and highest level of postponements is in April. They don't have to pay players. They still get their, their big TV money as the season goes on. Um, they need to cut costs is what they think because they didn't make as much two years ago during the COVID shortened season, but they're still making billions, you know? So basically baseball is trying to blame the players for everything still. And I, I've gone from being kind of neutral with this to over the last month, just going to the player side. Cause I just, the owners, maybe there are some issues here, or I think there's some issues here that they're really not negotiating in good faith. Uh, bothers me a little bit there. All right, let's do a, a, I personally, if there is a deal by the end of today, I would be absolutely super duper shocked. And also if there is a deal by the end of today, I also wouldn't be shocked if they went to the 162 game season that maybe they, they do cancel or not cancel, but postpone the first week or two of the season. And they end up making that up on days off, which would really screw the players again uh, on that one. Bet review. Here we go. Here's my bets. 
bet CSU live if you want to get them at minus two or lower because they're at four and a half right now. Parlay Kansas and CSU money lines. Uh, also, we'll go to Colorado on the money line, minus 104. And you just heard Mark Springer talking. You know, he's got to lean toward the avalanche. Uh, so if you wanted to take the Avs minus 115 on Bet Rivers on the road, you'd be fine doing that as well. Thanks to Mark Springer for hopping on. Thanks to my producer, Stephen Young, for making this happen. Thanks to you for checking this show out. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.